rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, 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 we're back. The show is back on the air. Sorry for the delay. And we are having our regular Friday get-together, and I appreciate that. I see the chat room filling up with some OG Tara Busters. Nice to see you, Winston. Nice to see you, Jonathan. Nice to see you, JD, you lucky bastard who lives across the pond from this shit show. So, yeah, we meet here on every every Friday evening at the 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time vicinity. I thank you for your tolerance. Nice to see you there, Rowan K. Nice to see you. Very happy to see everyone. I apologize for not being able to do a show this week, but I had too many things to do. That's why I ask you, if you can become a patron, please do, so I don't have to... Yeah, so I can b- concentrate more on the show. Oh, look who just jumped up. Booty. Hi, Boudica. <laughs> it's so funny when Boudica, she jumps on my lap, and then when I pick her up, she kind of, she just kind of like goes dead, dead man on me. You know, like she just hangs down. I don't know what it is about her. She's a, she's a very interesting creature. I'm still getting to know her. So, where'd you go, Booty? All right, all right, all right. Let's see. We got a lot of work to do and a lot of catching up to do. So I was wondering, you know, thinking about what to talk about. A lot of good things are going on. Oh, well, before, I guess I I could just say, if you can become a patron, please do. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you can give the show a good review, that would help. Um, Good review on iTunes. Let me know if everything's working, too, guys. If, how is it sound and everything else. And what else? Oh, yeah, if you, you know, could support um, APS Radio News. Charlie is a very prolific supporter. Is that a, is that, is that a good uh, way to put it? But Charlie supports the show, and he also supports the... Um, the work that I do with some of the with the community cats and the rescue cats, so and I really appreciate that. So I want to give Charlie a shout out. So thank you, Charlie from APS Radio News, for making my day on on occasion. It's nice to nice to know, you know, that I'm not in this by myself. So all right, we stick together, we win. Thank you guys for the feedback. Sounds fine. Thank you so much. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Where do we begin? All right, so I'm sure you heard, well, a couple of things. What are we going to talk about tonight? What I have on the list for tonight? And then you know how it goes. We'll we'll go all over the place, probably. <laughs> we'll end up God knows where. Probably involving cats somehow, though. So what I was... I mean, a couple of things. You know, every case that the, the that the Trump crime family takes to court, they lose. So um, that's that's been happening. And you notice what is so tedious is they want to fight their battles in the court of public opinion. 
which is why uh, it's even more important that well i'm glad that the georgia case is being it will is being held well not just will but it has it, it's already been live streamed and it will continue to be available for the public so uh good that's what that's what should happen in the federal case even though uh you know uh, according to federal law there's no cameras in the courtroom in federal court unfortunately, uh, why not? Why the hell not? How about, if if not cameras, it's like what they do with the friggin' corrupt, illegitimate Supreme Court. We can listen to Supreme Court arguments, but they, the fact is we can't, uh, we can't trust Trump. We can't trust this Trump crime family. And, I mean, to put it mildly, and it is in the public interest to have these trials televised. So that's one of the things I was thinking of, of talking about, not just the televised, but the, what's going on with, with Trump and, his, uh, and the crime family. Lindsey Graham should have been indicted. This is what we found out today when the indictment was unsealed. In fact, it's not that, the, that Fonnie Willis is... Uh, you know, overbearing. In fact, she's she's rather restrained in indicting and in bringing the long arm of the law to uh, you know to Trump's doorstep finally, and all the idiots that that put their lives on the line for this con man, and it's never reciprocal, right? It's never it's never Trump. You know, Trump demands loyalty uh to to a fault to the point where you're going to jail you idiots are going to jail and uh where's the where's the two-way street it's always a one-way street with this con man but you know i'm just sick of it so but there are as this time we're living in is a testament to that when they when future generations look back on this time uh, it will be yet another example of how how democracy how fragile democracy is and how democracy exists only on agreements just like the law the court there there has to be accountability there has to be consequences for your behavior for contempt of court you know and i was reminded today that I, this i actually forgot that steve bannon was also found guilty just like peter navarro they he was found guilty of contempt of congress and i, I it almost it slipped my mind because Steve Bannon is walking around free and doing podcasts. What? Why? Why isn't his ass in jail? They're out on appeal. That's because, you know, um, he's a, a white right winger. That's why. That's why. You know, all of a sudden these Republicans, perjury trader green, Matt uh, sexual predator Matt Getz, they're all concerned about what goes on uh, in the prison system, the treatment of prisoners, when, th- because of the traitors. The traitors are they're saying that they're being, they're being uh, picked on 
Meanwhile, you know, these people couldn't pull a hair for anybody in, in prison. You know, lock them up. Hit their heads. Don't be too nice unless you're a, a white traitor, right? So these people are dangerous. They are the, I mean, we really are in a, we live in interesting times, of course, that the old Chinese curse, but it is, there's so much work we have to do. And one of the things I have to say, the, one of, what I wanted to talk about, that's why I named the show the, the Democracy or Bond, what, what, what did I name it now that I'm reading it? Democracy or real-life Bond villains? Time to choose. Because I'm sure maybe you read it. I, I read it today about how Elon Musk um, foiled a Ukrainian drone attack on, on a Russian fleet last year. Now, if that, that doesn't send a chill down your spine and what does this is we're in the we're in a very dangerous fragile time for democracy nothing less than the grand experiment is on the line right all of and and i talk about it all the time that everyone who ever fought bled and died for democracy will have died in vain if we don't do something about this now where it where it's it's the cancer stage of capitalism we've been talking about it for years the fact that two two human beings two mofos own more they have more not just oh i mean they they it's not i can't i'm trying to find the right word because it's not earned they didn't earn more wealth than the bottom 90% combined. You don't earn wealth at that level. It's a conspiracy. That's what it is. To funnel money into the hands of two people? This is a disgrace. And I, it's, it's absolutely unfathomable, which is a word I knew I was going to have to say in that way because it wouldn't come out of my mouth otherwise <laughs> but it's it's almost it's unbelievable i should have used that one instead that we've allowed it to happen that we've allowed it to get to this point and i want to talk about elon musk when we i know it sucks right when we come back all right all right we're back suddenly have an itch on my nose I make oh I have some uh, new I gotta order some new stuff I have some new prison merchandise prisoner merchandise at the Tarabusta merch store I gotta order some of that for myself too let me see it's a tarabustermerch.com wait yeah I gotta make some new ones too I need to refresh the store and someone contacted me and asked and now and I haven't done that if I can't remember who now that I'm saying this, but they asked me to make some different sizes, some larger sizes, so for cer certain items, and I will do that. I swears, I swears. Let's see, where is it? I'm trying to find it. Here, let me show you what I'm looking at. This is the Terror Buster merch store. 
Where is the merch? Oh, yeah. I, I made this one. Let's see. That's uh, Prisoner 01135809. Con man, mugshot, fingerprints, trial. Lock them up. Also available as a t-shirt, too. So if you are... Here's another thing. If you want, if you are a patron, I've said I haven't said this in a while because we've been bleeding patrons since. So I guess I haven't had the opportunity. But if you are a patron, anyway, already, and you would like one of these mugs, if you'd like a Tarabuster mug, you gotta contact me at tarabustermedia at gmail dot com, and I'll send you one of these damn mugs here. What about that? What about that? Or, you know, if you've been a patron for a while, say, look, man, I've been supporting your your amazing show for a long, long time. I'd like one of these other mugs. Maybe you'd like the Keep Calm and Join the Resistance mug with Francis Jr. Jr. on it. Maybe like repeal and replace Republicans mug. Right? Or the Ruth Bader Ginsburg mug. Okay, maybe. You just got to contact me. This is it. This is a one-man band over here, guys. I do it myself. Like my niece used to say when she was a, a child. I'll do it myself. And thank you, Pookie's Mommy Irene, for your super chat. Oh, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Of course, right out of the gate. And thank you, Matt M., for your super chat. If you have enough money, you can, cr you can crime at will. Behind every great fortune is a great crime. Trump remains... Wait. Trump reminds, fat, reminds me of Fat Bastard from Austin Powers fame. Yes, Absolutely. Well, let's talk about Elon Musk. That's a good good entry into it. He is a uh, you know, he's a he's not All right, let, let's start here. This is what really ticked me off. You know, my feelings on the corporate media, it's very frustrating. I'm of the belief uh, and I wish somebody would invite me on their shows. They would never though. Um, you know, corporate media wise, but be because when they're on, yeah, I watch Morning Joe, and as you guys know, drinking my morning coffee, I get on, you know, hate watching, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, just start the day with some hate watching, and I, they, it, it drives me up a wall where they'll all be sitting around talking about how divided we are, and as if they have no clue, you know. I guess it's hard. Yeah, when you're when you're part of the problem, I suppose it's it's uh, human to be in denial. But the so uh, that on their platforms, though, they certainly spread a, a lot of bullshit. Of course, right? And this is part of the problem. This is why we're. It's partly why we're divided. You know, it goes back to the Telecommunications Act of '96. That's why we're in these silos of information. But these silos of information are, you know, um, 
I mean, I don't even know uh, where to go be, in, a, in a way because there's so many things wrong with the corporate media. The polls, we've talked about this before. They're not actually informing people. And they're also helping spread the propaganda, even the so-called liberal media, right? And it drives me up a wall. So this is uh, what I saw. This was on two days ago on, on Morning Joe. They were discussing the the fact that Elon Musk, who is a very he's not a he's not a genius, and we're gonna get into this. He's a very he's one of the two richest people on the well. He I think is he the he he's um the is he the richest person on the planet? Yeah, and but he is the one of the two who have more wealth than the bottom ninety percent. The other one is Jeff Bezos. Because he came up with a bookstore online, so he should have more wealth than 90% of the population. And Elon Musk got his daddy's blood money and parlayed that into a lot of marketing and, uh, you know, gigs where he, he, he uh, created this fiction around himself that he's a genius when he is not. But as his behavior can attest, what genius behaves like he behaves? No, uh, no, not no genius I've I've ever seen or known or heard of. No genius sits on his stupid, uh, you know, fortune. His how much did he pay for forty four billion dollar fortune, and um. Or whatever it was, billion million. Was it billion or million? Somebody. That's why I need a producer. You guys will tell me. Um, yeah. What what genius sits on there retweeting Nazis and and what genius allows Nazis on the platform? And what genius who uh, is supposedly a free speech absolutist? Anybody who says that is a real asshole. By the way is a man-child who doesn't understand, you know, what freedom is all about. You know, freedom isn't free, Republicans like to tell us all the time. But they're, of course, they're whiny little bitches. They don't want any consequences. That's what they think freedom is, the freedom from their consequences, the freedom from the, the uh, other, others having a reaction to them. That's what they think freedom is. The freedom to say the N-word, the freedom to hate, the freedom to, you know, be uh, an ignorant little cuss. And that's what Elon Musk is doing. So he's pretending because, of course, the members of the party of personal responsibility never take responsibility for anything. So he's... His platform is tanking thanks to all his genius choices, like bringing Nazis back to the platform. So what does he do? He blames the Jews. Isn't that, I mean, what genius does that? Blaming the Jews. Uh, It's the oldest, most boring, tedious trick in the book. 
blaming the Jews for the fact that you, you that you suck. You suck at this. I mean, you were goaded. This is he was goaded into buying Twitter by some anti-trans assholes, and he wanted to buy it because he didn't like the fact that people were having to be nice to trans people that that's what it was about i mean he's a very sick person and this is why you don't want billionaires we not i mean we not me i mean i wore the uniform of this country but so many others fought bled and died to entrust to create and entrust this country to us they didn't do it for one billionaire to to rule us, you know that's the system the founders rebelled against and overthrew. So, and here we are. We're in it's the cancer stage of capitalism, the crony capitalism gone amok, unregulated capitalism. That's the the twisted. You see, Republicans are really good at twisting things. So they'll say that. Uh, freedom means no regulation, right? Freedom is the freedom of corporations to use our environment and our public uh, and our communities as as toilets for their corporate waste. And if you if you can't make a buck, nothing is worth doing. Things like that, and th- that's not freedom. That's not what a country is all about. And that's another thing with Republicans. They want all the benefits of civilization. They don't want any of the responsibilities we have in each other. But So they're happy with the fact that Elon Musk bought this, this platform, right? This public town square. And is turning it into a cesspool. Because why? They think... Because they like him and they think like him. They think that uh, he's he's you know he's a nazi just like them and they're incipient fascists some of them are open fascists and they are they are fundamentally authoritarian followers so to, to them this is fine they want a big daddy to tell them what to do especially if that daddy is giving them permission to be uh, as hateful and ugly uh, as they are, while, the, I mean, that's the shiny object he gives to the dupes, while he, he uh, buys politicians, corrupts government, does all he can to uh, inflict his manias on the system that the founders fought a revolution to create and, over, and, uh, and entrust to us. And... The so I'm sure you heard that. Oh wait, oh I, I didn't play the damn clip. <laughs> I this whole what what the hell? You see what I'm saying? This is a terror buster. We go all over the world, but um, Joe Scarborough here here they are. So that was the setup. So Elon Musk was complaining about him losing money. How advertising revenue is down. Uh, immensely i don't know exact the exact percent but it's not his fault it's because of the jews and um so this is this is the discussion going on on moaning joe when i uh 
when I tuned in, and here it is. Help me out here. Oh, I don't know why uh, it's squished. And, and tell but. me where Elon Musk is uh, in regards to X, um, Twitter X. X, X. Um, and what genius would change Twitter into X? It's Twitter. X. Uh, what a basic, stupid thing that it's so there's so many other things associated with x that's why it's why it's so boring and it's so obvious it's not there's nothing clever about it just like all of the times he retweets anti-trans things or nazi he retweets something nazi or falls for the the latest qanon conspiracy theory he he posts it, reposts it. So, um, X, Jesus, and that's because the, I mean that'll fix it, right? There's so many things you could do to fix it, but was anybody really calling for X? Everybody calls it Twitter. Still, beforehand on the show, asking Kara Swisher, why would he do this? This makes absolutely no sense for Listen him business-wise. This. this is a nightmare. He shouldn't do this. Why aren't people stopping him from doing this? Why, Why aren't, aren't his lawyers stopping, stopping, stopping him? him from doing this? This is going to be a nightmare. Even I couldn't imagine that it would be right. this bad of a nightmare, Andrew. So is there anybody in his orbit that can talk about an exit strategy so one of the most brilliant creators of our time can get back Give me to creating things and and changing lives instead of being down in some social media mud pit. Oh, I my God. That's so that's what made me spit out my morning coffee, really. The most brilliant creator, one of the most brilliant creators of our time, can get back to changing lives. Changing lives. First of all, this, it drove, of course, this drove me up a wall because we've done this before on the show. Elon Musk is not one of the most brilliant creators of our time. He's a con man. He's like Trump. And there goes Joe Scarborough, he uh, spreading, helping Elon Musk spread his marketing because that's all he is. He received a trust fund from his daddy's blood money, his apartheid blood money, and he parlayed that into different, uh, you know, pushing himself onto PayPal, onto other companies where he sued the actual founders to get his name in the founding documents, things like that. And then he would work from the inside to, to get the, the actual founders names off the documents. This is who he is. He's a really good marketer. He's a grifter. He's a narcissist. He has no shame. He has no integrity like the rest of them, you know, all of them. There, this is, I mean, it's a, he is the poster child for the fact that we should, we should not have any billionaires. Billionaires are a symptom of a sick system, and I mean, something has to be done. You know, how much longer 
Are we going to take it? Let's see. I think what Linda Yaccarino is, is trying to do, uh, that's what she's been brought on to do. But I think that at the same time, there's this great conundrum uh, that Elon Musk has created uh, himself, which is he wants this to be this, you know, full on laissez faire free speech uh, platform. And at the same time, he needs money. Uh, he needs revenue from advertisers. And uh, irrespective of what you think you're seeing on this platform, advertisers are voting with their feet. They're voting with their 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 pocketbook. They're looking at uh, what they're seeing on Twitter, and they're deciding uh, that they think it's not a brand safe place to be. And and how those two worlds, this free speech, everything, anything goes kind of world, um, even if it's limited. And I know Linda Yaccarino has talked about making some of that limit in terms of the amplification. But even if it exists on the platform at the same time that brands uh, have to pay or want to pay or don't want to pay in this case All right. uh, to be near this stuff. Whatever, whatever. Elon Musk is not is not a genius, and we'll get into that. But first, he, here's what he did. According to the New York Times, Elon Musk refused to enable Ukraine drone attack on a Russian fleet. News that Mr. Musk did not allow the use of his Starlink satellite network highlights concerns in Kiev and Washington about his outsized influence in the war. So we'll just summarize this. Hold on a second, guys. Actually, let me see. Summarize. I had this other article. I had a list. Where the heck is it? Did all this work? No, I can't find it. Isn't that just like Tara Buster? In the meantime, I want to say, hold on, where are you? Thank you, Mark C., for your super chat. Democracy dies in lies. Support truth media. Thanks, Tara. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And... Yeah, I mean, Elon, he keeps call, He this is what Scarborough keeps doing. He keeps calling himself, I mean, calling Elon Musk. This is not the first time. It happens all the time. He refers to him as one of the most brilliant creators. He's not a brilliant creator. He's a, he's a grifter. He is, why does he have a satellite, too? You know, why does he have rockets? Why are we allowing these these billionaires to take over what should be the providence of of the people, of we the people? Hold on. So where is it? Okay, so Elon Musk foiled an attack on Russia's Black Sea fleet last year by refusing to let Ukraine use his satellite network to guide its drones. Mr. Musk has acknowledged provoking a furious response from a top official in Kiev or Kiev and, and renewing questions about the global power wielded by a multi-billionaire businessman. Ukraine's military forces have relied heavily on the Starlink satellites owned by Mr. Musk's SpaceX company for communications since Rusk, Russia, excuse me, Rusk. I'm just getting distracted because Boudicca and, for, and uh, Tara Jr. Jr. are having a little drama. So, But Musk's... Wait, where was I? Russia disabled Ukraine's 
internet services as part of its invasion in, in early 2022, but Mr. Musk would not allow the network to be used for an attack last September with maritime drones on the Russian naval base uh, in Crimea, the Ukrainian territory that Russia illegally seized in 2014 and then annexed. At the time of the attempted attack, Mr. Musk spoke with the Russian ambassador to the United States. Now, who the fuck is he? Who is he to be contacting the Russian ambassador to the United States and involving himself in military operations? He's not, he's not, and it has nothing to do with the military. He is a civilian, and this is, this is absolutely unacceptable. It has to, he, he really needs to be arrested. Honestly, who is this person? And he, his satellites and SpaceX, they, they needs to be seized. I mean, what is more important to humanity? One fucking billionaire, one billionaire or the rest of us or democracy. You know, regardless of whether you agree, you think you you know you might be a right winger who's all pro Russian, who who thinks it's just fine for an autocrat to march into a a fledgling democracy and try to take it over, like the Republicans do, like Vivek Ramaswamy does. You know, they they want they don't think there's a problem with a uh, with a dictator usurping democracy because that's what they're trying to do here. They hate democracy. So they look to Russia for inspiration. They love Russia. And it's been going on forever since Obama. Remember they used to they used to do um you know one of these stupid polls and they would ask Republicans, who do you think is stronger? Obama or or uh, Putin, and they were, oh, of course, they would fawn over Putin because he he, he rode a horse bareback or with a, not bareback or whatever, he rode a bare-chested. I mean, a clown, clown, but just like our clowns. Republicans love a clown, you know? They love this clown show. They really are susceptible to the clown show. I don't know why. Uh, I guess it has to do with them being low IQ, low information, low effort thinkers with large amygdalas or something who are afraid of multiracial democracy. They hate it because everything is scary to them. That's why they, you know, all their cries of freedom, they're trying to ensure that everybody uh, is the, the only freedom we have is the freedom to be exactly who they want us to be. Don't you can't actually be free in the Republican version of freedom. Try being a rugged individual in the Republican party. They hate rugged individuals. They're I mean rugged individualism what they they cry, "Oh yes, this is the party of rugged individualism." But what they mean is selfishness. Rugged selfishness you know it's they're not that rugged though you know as we see when these proud pricks and whatnot they're all getting carted off to jail they're crying their little baby eyes out that's another 
piece of merchandise I gotta make because uh, they like to drink liberal tears. I I was thinking to make a mug of uh, drinking Proud Boy tears, you know, as they're being carted off, and they're all screaming and crying about how Musk, um, not Musk, how uh, Trump won and whatnot, but. They're uh, they're all a bunch of crying crying ass bitches who can't stand living in a multiracial democracy of diversity. They're not sincere partners. They're not trying to have a country that works for all. They're not trying to work within the boundaries of democracy, as we see in every move they make, like all over the country. They are, for example, they're trying right now as we speak. Which What state is that where they're trying to uh, impeach a judge who hasn't even, you know, she was just elected. The judge was just elected by a, a landslide, and the Republicans don't like that. So they are trying to impeach her for things she might do in the future because she hasn't even done anything yet. She's not actually in the position yet. But this is who they are. They do not... They they just don't care about the will of the people. The will of the people, please. They As long as the people do exactly what they want. You know, as long as the people accept authoritarianism and accept their hierarchy, their strict racial hierarchies and gender hierarchies and social mores, then, you know, we'll be free. It's like, this is not the Nazis. This is the Nazis all over again, right? They have their, uh, I mean, everything that they're talking about is uh, right out of the Nazi playbook. So, wait, hold on. Where is this? Come on. Hold on. So, according to everywhere, so Elon Musk has a satellite constellation called Starlink, which is operated by his aerospace company, SpaceX. The constellation consists of over 4,200 satellites orbiting overhead, providing internet connectivity almost everywhere to almost anywhere on Earth. Musk's initial goal was to provide high-speed internet to remote areas of the world, but that was another... See, he makes a lot of lofty promises. It's another thing. And he's not the one doing it. He's just somebody who has money now, and he can hire people to do things that he wants, he thinks can be done. But he's really famous for... Uh, making all these bullshit promises and pulling them out of his ass because he doesn't have a, a an actual grasp on science and engineering. And so this is why he's a big... He's a bullshitter. He's a big talker. And um, he's full of shit, really. He is... Where is it? I have a list here. Yeah, he's... Uh, Wait, hold on. Hmm, I'll get back to it. I'll have to find it. I have so many things. Why can't I be more organized? Talk amongst yourself here. Um, yeah. 
So Elon, oh yeah, the constellation consists of over 4,200 satellites orbiting overhead. Elon, I had this uh, fucking article. Elon Musk, see, I gotta be smoother here. Elon Musk. All right. Here we go. Elon Musk is the greatest con artist to exist in our time and a tremendous asshole if you even bother to do some research. Unfortunately, he has a huge loyal fan base literally worshipping him as he is some sort of savior and would violently attack or harass anyone who casts doubt on who he really is. Now, this is um, reading from a post on Cura, or Cura, I can't say it, whatever, um, who put this very long and and well-cited list of everything that makes Elon Musk the con man that he is, and an asshole, and an epic asshole. For example, he was abusive to his first wife, called her emotionally manipulative when she was grieving for the tra tragic death of their early death of their first child called a British diver involved in the Thailand rescue. And we've talked about this, a pedo and then claimed that he is a child rapist. And we, what happened was, you know, that, that famous cave dive of the, the, the soccer team, <clears throat> the Thai soccer team of their children, um, you know, like we have little league or whatever here in America. It was a child soccer team and they went into this cave and they all got stuck down there. And then it was a incredibly perilous rescue that of course at first said it couldn't be done. And they had to get the world's experts so Elon Musk injected himself in the rescue and, of course, did nothing. So in the rescue, um, he because he came up with some bullshit thing saying, I'm going to send this submarine and you're going to be able to go and rescue the kids. And the, the diver responded saying, this is not going to work. You don't know what you're talking about. So... Um, uh, uh, there's no way a submarine can go down there. It's, this is not a, um, you know, this is a cave that has narrow passageways and, and, um, you know, 90 degree turns. So you're, you just need to shut up. And what he did was, and what Musk did, which is what most Republicans do, they waste everybody's time. And instead of saying, oops, my bad. Musk turned around and called the hero of this expedition uh, who rescued, who ended up rescuing the boys. He called him a pedo, right? Because that's what you do when you're a genius. You don't accept the words of the actual experts. You just call everybody a pedo when they call you out for the for the freaking fraud that you are. So he is also tremendously petty. He, fi he fires his Tesla assistant working for him for 12 years because she wanted a raise. He's a piece of shit. He is a, he's a narcissist, a sociopath. And I'm really sick of 
us as the normal people of Earth who have the ability to feel, you know, like Mother Nature made us, we're in the majority. Mother Nature made humanity to uh, have empathy, to be interdependent, to feel each other's pain, to empathize, to have compassion, to be able to put the, ourselves in each other's shoes. This is, a, this is on purpose. So we could thrive as a species. But then you have a few outliers, just like anything, it can go awry. Everything that happens in the development of a, of a human, you know, all the chemical reactions that have to go off, of course there's some that are going to be less uh, they're not going to have the same level of the emotions or whatever. There's, they're sociopaths, they're psychopaths. They're, they're just selfish to a goddamn sickness. They can't feel each, anybody else's pain. They don't want to put themselves in anybody's shoes. They want to, they think that we, they're the center of the universe and we're just there to serve them. And that's who Elon Musk is. So if you could, f you fire your assistant who works for you for 12 years because she wanted a raise, she asked for a raise. And you're the richest scumbag on earth. Okay, could you imagine working for that guy? That, of course, you needed. She needed a raise. She needed a raise. Oh, why wouldn't you pay her? And there's there's the problem. That's why we need. We don't need billionaires. We need unions. We need a an incredibly. We need a paradigm shift in how what we think of the 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 reason for an economy. What's the what's the purpose? What is the reason? For an economy, is it to make a few people rich? Is it to funnel money into the hands of a few? Is that it? Or is it so we can all have a, a decent life in this little blip of time that we share together? You know, this is the point, right? People should be paid a living wage. And if you're not going to get it because uh, a sociopath doesn't feel like trickling on you, then... We have to band together as a community, and we can do it through unions. We could do it to, through government. Our, we can petition our government, and that's part of uh, uh, promoting the general welfare to uh, understanding that, um, you know, it does matter if people, <laughs> look, I'm just looking at the cat, can afford to be able to live. I mean, what kind of society do we want to live in where do we want to live in this kind of uh, this kind of plutocracy with the trappings of democracy where people have to struggle and uh, where while two people and one one goddamn man child thinks he could stop, you know, government policy because it has absolutely too much power. This is the point. Even um, back in the tw early part of the 20th century, 
the uh, famous quotes by Teddy Roosevelt talking about the bloated fortune and why we we have an estate tax and why we tax the bloated fortune to, in the way that we do and he, because it would prevent the um, the uh, what we're seeing now would prevent the bloated fortune the the plutocrat from becoming more powerful than the government itself and it's and government is us that's the way it's supposed to work it's not the king it's not the king and his aristocracy it's us so when you're when we're allowing manchild musk to grow more powerful than government we're allowing this, uh, you know, the, the really another nail in the coffin of democracy. So let's see. Here's some more uh, asshole moves by Elon Musk. He canceled the Tesla order from a customer simply because he created a negative blog post criticizing that he was two hours late for a planned event. Can you believe that? Well, he's also... Um, See, that's what you do when you're a billionaire, right? That's what, uh, you know, Stephen Hawking, I'm sure, is wasting his time or wasted his time with. Or, uh, you know, Einstein. E equals MC squared. And uh, he reads, here's, uh, you know, uh, some post misgendering somebody. God. So let's see. He claimed that a Tesla whistleblower was engaging in an extensive and damaging sabotage and sued for $167 million. He was then harassed by the company for months when Elon set out to destroy him, quote-unquote, after the whistleblower exposed the fact that Tesla was generating excessive waste and scrap scrap material. Musk then claimed that the whistleblower was planning a mass shooting at the Gigafactory and then almost got him killed by the cops. Which, oh, well, I guess he, he, he might have just called him a, a pedo. He, and he, he could have been lucky that way. <clears throat> so let's see. Where is it? Elon Musk continuously insists that he is, let's see, he and all his uh, crimes against the planet. He insists he is against climate change, uh, despite the fact that his carbon footprint is still over hundreds of times greater than what the average person's CO2 footprint is annually. And Musk would do some 39-minute flights on private jets and would pump out vastly more CO2. Yeah, so we can only imagine. He complains about traffic, makes traffic worse with his crappy one-way underground tunnel system with induced claustrophobia and no way of escape if something bad really happens. Let's see. Musk thinks that nuking the polar caps of Mars is a really good idea despite the fact that to melt the ice caps on Mars would require most of our nuclear arsenal 
and that would drastically increase radiation and without a strong magnetic field to contain the newly released water vapor and CO2, it would all fly out into space. Well, what does he know? You know, he knows, I'm sure, like as much as I know, except I don't have all this blood money to pay people who actually know things. And they probably try to tell him, but, you know, this is the problem. People want to, they just want to keep their jobs. So then we have these out-of-control billionaires. So, surprise, surprise, Musk says he is against government subsidies, but has benefited billions in government subsidies. And that's really sickening. So, I had a list here, too. Let me see. Where is it? Of uh, all the government contracts that he's received. Let's see. Contracts, contracts. Can I find it? In time. Oh, well, the music gives me a second. Government contracts. Come back. Come back. Come back, Shane. All right. So in 2020, SpaceX and United Launch Alliance won government contracts for to worth a combined 635 million to for launch services why can't i talk spacex has won numerous additional government contracts from nasa the military and other government agencies including a 3 billion dollar contract to develop the next vehicle to carry astronauts to the moon SpaceX is primarily a government contractor, racking up $15.3 billion in awarded contracts since 2003. In addition to government contracts, SpaceX has also received government subsidies, including $20 million in economic development. And it is important to note that SpaceX is, this is, I'm reading from the AI, is not the, they always do this. It's important to note that both sides, both sides. That Musk-owned company has received government funding. He's also received government funding in Tesla. And all have uh, Tesla has also received government subsidies and incentives. So, you know, these people, they love sucking on the government teat. See, that's, that's our money we're giving him, of course. So... Where, according to Republicans, of course, they love this kind of system. You see, this is the system they created. They want more of it. And it really is the Bond villain, villain stage of democracy. And I've mentioned it before when we were discussing the Second Amendment, right? Because how Republicans are, they love their assault weapons. And there is no fundamental right to an assault weapon. You know, when does it stop? So, and I remember making the the analogy, well, what if, uh, what, what do you say if Elon Musk puts a nuclear weapon on the tip of one of his stupid rockets? Right, why not? Right to bear arms, where does it stop? Do you, you have the right to an assault weapon? You have the right to a rocket launcher? 
an anti-tank, anti-aircraft missile? Do you have a right to that? I don't think so. You don't have the right to own a tank. How about uh, a, a nuclear submarine? Why not? Now, Elon Musk, a civilian, is injecting himself in a military conflict that he knows nothing about. Except that he wants, he said that he wanted to prevent World War III. Now, who the fuck is he? Right? He's somebody who thinks he knows everything, of course, and nobody elected him. You know, we elected our representatives. They're making policy. It's sort of like, you know, this is the nature of, of right-wingers. And I, I've yet to hear any Republican say anything about Elon Musk thwarting a military attack. We can imagine, though, back in the day. And now this could have really helped the Ukrainians turn the tide against Russia. Yeah, the, the invader, the, uh, the authoritarian invader. And um, I, I have yet to hear Republicans comment on what me, on Musk did. <coughs> I'm choking. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I'm choking. <clears throat> uh, hold on a second. I need a drink of my crystal light. So Musk, who um, all of Republicans, <clears throat> sorry, Jesus Christ. He's, uh, you know, the part of being a right winger is not knowing your limitations. It's also one of the hallmarks of insanity, right? And this is why they are, they're all uh, enthralled with these grifters and especially if they have absolutely no government experience, which is ridiculous, right? And that's what you do when you go to the doctor. You need, if you need surgery, you get the guy who knows nothing. Get the, you know, he's just a good talker. So um, Musk, who has no business injecting himself into a, a war, um in any form, you know, this guy never wore a uniform. Now, who the fuck is he in general to stop, uh, to, you know, it reminds me of what would, uh, what if we went back in time, if before we got into world war two, before the attack on Pearl Harbor, there was a lot of, pro-Nazis here in America, especially in big business, because the Nazis, they, they, they destroyed labor unions. They were real big on, on corporate and, and that's what fascism is, is uh, partly the intertwining of corporations and government. And one of the first things the filthy fascists did in in Nazi Germany was they destroyed labor unions and they were big on slave labor right they the uh, corporations did really well under the third reich because you know 
they they like that slave labor. So it, I was thinking, what would have what would have happened back in the day before we got into World War II, before we were attacked, and uh, yeah, what if uh, if it was possible for for Henry Ford, because he was a big Nazi supporter, a big fascist cheerleader, for Henry Ford to thwart the Len, uh, FDR's Lend-Lease program, giving the the um, the Britons the ability to arm themselves against the Nazis or helping helping arm Britain against the Nazis. I mean, it's, there's, it, there really is kind of uh, this, it's kind of the same. You could see that happening. You know, we live in a country where uh, there, uh, before the war, before we got into World War II, there was a lot of pro-Nazi sentiment here. And there were a lot of people calling for not just neutrality, but to side with the Nazis because they liked the Nazis. You know, there's a lot of order. They don't like the Jews. They never liked the Jews too, right? What's the big deal? As long as somebody's getting paid, capitalism is doing really well. If you never, if you don't have to pay people, if you can get a lot of that slave labor, so, so who is this Elam, and will there be consequences? That's the other thing. Let me, I want to look this up actually. Um, let's see. Will there be consequences? for Elon Musk thwart I mean I don't know can you remove these satellites from this one freaking billionaire what is stopping a billionaire in the future from like I said arming their their stupid dick shaped rockets with a nuclear tipped missile weapon and then you know turning it on some woke city they don't like. Right? When when does the general welfare take precedence over the welfare of a billionaire? I wonder. How much longer do we have to take this bullshit? Right? Because it's sick and it's... uh. It's not good for democracy, I mean, to put it mildly. Let's see. For thwarting the Ukraine and attack. Let's see. Will there be consequences? It is unclear. I'm just looking it up from the stupid AI. Uh, however, Ukraine has expressed anger and criticism towards Musk for his decision to shut the Starlink satellite network. Some Ukrainian officials have called for an investigation into the matter, while others have accused Mu Musk of siding with Russia. And, of course, he has. It remains to be seen if any legal or diplomatic action will be taken against Musk. There ha Something has to be done. I, I, and I've... I, I've heard the story on corporate media, but they're, that's it. They just say what happened, but they haven't 
said if anybody's been contacted. What about, you know, has Biden been asked about this? Is anybody, has uh, anybody in um, any position in government, have they been asked? They have to be talking about it. So, but by, um, this freaking man-child Musk, he has this four-part peace plan for Russia and Ukraine. Now, keep in mind, Republicans are all like, uh, like Vivek Rameshwamy. Um, they're all, they all have their plans, right? These, uh, these people know nothing. What do they know about war plans? It, it's magical, fantastical thinking. That's all they got. But Elon Musk says that he, for one, this is his four part peace plan for the, for the war in Ukraine, um, one, redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that is the will of the people. Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783. Like, who is this fucking guy? Water supply to to Crimea assured, and Ukraine remains neutral and vows never to join NATO. Now, how dare anybody tell a sovereign nation what they can do and what other sovereign nations can agree to? Because, you know, um, they can't join NATO. What is Putin's damage about joining NATO? Stop being a, a dick, and you can join NATO too, I'm sure. So stop being a, a dictator. Stop trying to overthrow democracies. Stop being a brutal, goddamn, tiny little dictator bitch like Trump wants to be. And yeah, you can be part too, right? You can be part of democracy. You just be a democracy. Stop being a fucking uh, authoritarian um, who kills journalists. And uh, maybe we can start from there. <clears throat> anyway. So let's see. He All right. Let me look at the t- What time is it anyway? I'm trying to keep. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're running out of time. Uh, Musk has also, this is not a surprise, he's been criticized for his handling of workplace safety and labor relations. Well, because you're nothing. People are nothing, and this is the problem. People are um, nothing but hosts from which to suck profit. The only thing that these billionaires and the, and the sickness in the cancer stage of, and the, the bond villain stage of capitalism is, um, affords the average Joe is division and, and circus. You know, it's all about, uh, outrage and the distractions and of course, tearing each other apart. That's all they have. That's all. And, and while they're ensconced, ensconced in the ivory tower. So, yeah, democracy or bond villains, t- time to choose. So we're in the bond villain stage, right, of capitalism. For example, it is, well, the concentration of wealth and power. 
the income disparity, the upward immobility. Billionaires in general are are part of the problem. Here's and this has to become part of our lexicon, our our uh, the just the the zeitgeist of the day. It's time to. Uh, and, I, and I've talked about this before during one of the Democratic debates that Chuck Todd was moderating and said to, um, what's his name, um, Bloomberg, Bernie Sanders thinks you shouldn't exist. No, he said, Bernie Sanders thinks billionaires shouldn't exist. Mr. Bloomberg, should you exist? Which is such a... a a manipulative way to frame that question. It's not about the individual person. Should you exist? And then it turns that kind of question turns the, the um, Patriot calling for reform to save democracy and, (laughs) and restore the general welfare. Um, They turns the, the person trying to, to, um, ensure that America is a more perfect union and survives, it turns that person into the villain in the scenario. Should you exist? It's not about annihilating um, Bloomberg himself, Michael Bloomberg. It's about fixing what's broken in in the government and the economy so we can have a, a country that works for more than just a few, right? Isn't that the point? That's why people die. They didn't die so fucking Elon Musk can rule over us and can decide who lives or who dies so he can inflict his manias on us. So here's some of some of the ways billionaires are bad for society. Extreme wealth gaps since 2020 Almost two-thirds of all new wealth went to the top. The top 1%. The richest people in the world make six times more than the bottom 90% of humanity. Collectively, that is $2.7 billion a day. Extreme wealth gap undermines the fight against poverty, gender inequality, and climate change. And those aren't just... Uh, you know, pejoratives being thrown out, but it's we got the we got the math, we got the data, and as we know, American billionaires are thirty three percent richer than they were at the start of the pandemic. Everybody, you know, people got poorer, and then the Republicans, of course, any any little lifeline that was thrown to the people so they could live, so they can get through the pandemic. Oh, it was just too much. It was too generous. And the uh, the child tax credit, we talked about it on the last show, how it helped, helped so many families keep their heads above water, and it made life a little less stressful. It gave people a, a little breathing room. It allowed things like uh, kids to go and take music lessons. We discussed some of the um, the stories of people um, who, um, you know, once the the tax credit 
ended, how it affected their lives. And, you know, what, uh, what, the, what the F, really? What the F? But Elon Musk? Let's see. Billionaires are a symptom of a sick system because of, for example, they are a, a result of policy failures. Billionaires are not made by rugged individuals, but by policy failures. A system that rewards wealth over work is a significant problem, and this is the system we live in. The economy and democracy have gone wrong, and it needs fixing. This is Robert Reich. It's from Robert Reich. <sighs> it's almost like, isn't it quaint when uh, there they go again, talking about billionaires and the wealth gap? La-di-da-di-da. Look over here. Here's some, but the, here's some uh, trans kids getting... Healthcare. Jesus Christ. So that's what we should focus on. There's a woman getting getting uh, some autonomy. That's got to be stopped. All right. So for decades, the system has been rigged in favor of the rich. Labor laws, CEO compensation, and privatization of public assets, and much more, have contributed to the concentration of wealth in the hands of a few. And I don't know if you saw this. Here's another example. And we are also, we talked about this on the Labor Day show, but we're also seeing a revival in in union activity and a lot of unions are voting to strike recently. The Writers Guild, the uh, SAG, um, the Screen Actors Guild, for example, are the mo- two most notable. There are other unions um, going going out on strike. But um, this clip came out of Bill Maher which I, I don't know. I used to enjoy watching sometimes his show. I can't stand him anymore. I just can't stomach him. The arrogance, the... He's, he's really annoying. They kind of believe that you're owed a, a, a living as a writer, and you're not. This, this is show business. This is a make-or-miss league. How dare you? I don't know why all my videos are squished, by the way, but whatever. It doesn't matter. He's talking about the Writers Guild on strike. He, you, they think they're owed a living? They think they're owed a living wage. Yeah. This is a make or miss league, he says from the Ivory Tower. Now, so, now I know for a fact what um, Bill Maher was given a break by, by what's her name, uh, Roseanne. Roseanne Barr, and uh, it's a shame what happened to Roseanne because she was notorious for for helping other comics on the way up, and that's what she did for Bill Maher. So, you know, others opened the door for him, and but that's beside the point. 
there is there's nothing um, wrong with demanding a living wage. And he's talking about the people who are uh, he's he's these are people that are working. You know, in order to be in the Writers Guild, you have to be working. You're not just like, oh, I showed up and joined the Writers Guild, but but you have nothing under your belt. You're you're a working writer in the entertainment industry. So that's why you deserve a living wage. And everybody deserves a living wage. And this is the problem because we have these assholes from the ivory tower, the elites, crying about us, about working class people demanding a seat at the table, demanding a piece of the profits that their labor makes possible to begin with. Those in the executive offices in the studio system and uh, anywhere, Disney, uh, all the whatever, all the, it's not the old studio system like from Judy Garland days, but these big, the CEOs and the executives that fund these films or whatever, they're not the creatives. They cannot, they, they could not function. They would not have their cushy CEO compensation packages if not for the hard work and creativity of the, of the people who, who write the stories, who make, you know, who shoot the story, who act them out for the public. So it's so absolutely offensive for some well-fed asshole to sit on his ass and tell people that they shouldn't be earning a living wage and that you you should be shamed you should be we should all be ashamed that this this uh notion that oh this is a make or break system because that kind of says that you know it's part it's all built in the corruption is built in your exploitation is built in and that's just simply unacceptable. People should get, uh, they should be paid. They should be, get a piece of the pie. For example, the streaming platforms. This is part of what the writers and the actors are talking about. Things are changing. So when, you're, when your um, work is on a streaming platform, the actors and the writers, they don't get, uh, it's not the old. It's not the olden days. They're not getting um, residuals from that. They're. It's just. Uh, but that's just unacceptable. So it, it needs to be. This is why the contracts need to be. Um, they need to be renegotiated to include this. And you know, it's like the famous Gandhi quote: "There's enough for everyone's need, not." for everyone's greed. And and it's that's what it's about. Cuz the studios are not losing money. And this is what drives me up a wall. It's not just so it's not just the studios, right? We're not just talking about the writers and the actors. Every corporation in America is making buku profits. Their CEO pay, their executive pay is now, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about the income gap. The gap between rich and poor is now is, is now wider than it was in ancient Rome. And I've mentioned that 
that before. It's just outrageous to think. It is that is the friggin' truth. Let me look it up. I will prove it to you now. Gap between rich and poor wider in America today than it was in ancient Rome. Okay. Yes, according to several studies, the gap between the rich and poor is wider in America today than it was in ancient Rome. Historians Walter Scheidel and Stephen Friesen estimate that the top 1% of Roman society controlled 16, 16% of the wealth, less than half of what America's top 1% control today. In contrast, the top 1% in America control 40% of the wealth. Can you believe that? So it's not just a little bit um, worse. It's more than double. The gap between rich and poor in America is more than double what it was in ancient Rome. And ancient Rome was a slave society. And it was set up as an, uh, as an aristocracy. That it was, of course, we say republic, rep- you know, before the empire, it was a republic, but it was a republic of the aristocracy. The, the um, plebeians only got a seat at the table, not too ironically and coincidentally, after they went on strike. There were different times in ancient Rome that the plebeians went on strike. It was called the secession of the plebs. It happened. Let me look it up exactly. It happened a few times. The first time it happened, they, let me look up. Let's see. The secession of the plebs. I'm trying to find out the year. And they literally got up and uh, left Rome. They picked themselves up and left the city of Rome, all the working class, and left the, left the, uh, the optimates and the patricians to fend for themselves. Yeah, do, do your own shit work. And this is why... <laughs> they be they got this um they got a seat at the table that was part of the um the concession so the secession of the plebs was a was an exercise of power by rome's plebeian citizens similar to the in concept to a general strike during the secessio plebis plebis secessio plebis the plebs would abandon the city en masse in a protest and leave the patrician order to themselves. This was an effective strategy in the conflict of the orders due to strength in numbers. Plebeian citizens made up the vast majority of Rome's populace and produced most of its food and resources, while a patrician was a member of a minority upper class. All right. Well... We, there are a lot of lessons. And I guess this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Thank you for hanging out. Come to YouTube.com 
slash C for channel slash Tarabuster to keep keep on keeping on. Watch the end of the show. Join us on Friday evenings at 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time at our YouTube channel and hang out with the greatest chat room in American history. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. We are on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together, we win. I'll see you soon. All right. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Where were we? Now we can relax a little. Let's see. Where the heck? I was reading that. Where the frig did it go? So here's what happened. So the secession of the planet. How many times? I think it happened more than once. Did this happen? But this is what it is. You know, it's like Frederick Douglass said, power concedes, nothing without demand. Yeah, it happened numerous times. The first time in 494 BCE, the first recorded secession of the plebs. The plebeians left the city and camped on the sacred mount to protest the patricians. This led to the creation of the office known as the Tribune of the Plebs, which was their only veto. That's the um, that's what they got. So they got a seat at the table. They got a voice in the Senate. And of course, which the, the Tribune of the Plebs didn't always come from the plebeians. And as time went on, it's part of how Rome, of course, you know, corruption, uh, absolute power corrupts, but it's all, but it's the, the story of Western civilization is the story. Well, I guess all civilizations, um, it's all, it's about greed greed and the general welfare it's always been the the fight between uh the haves and the have-nots and democracy is supposed to be partly an antidote to to that where especially the united states the 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 general welfare promoting the general welfare the notion that a decent middle class life is the American birthright, this, this has to be uh, restored. The, the revival of the true American dream has to be restored because the Republicans have been very successful in redefining the American dream from you too can, be a, uh, can have, a, have a decent middle-class life to you too can be a billionaire and not pay your taxes and not give a shit about anybody else but yourself. You see, they've taken the, they put the cart before the horse there, all the, the Trump Z's and the idiots, they've beaten them to the punch. They, they like that. They've already adopted the um, not giving a shit about anybody else but themselves part. But the rest of it is, uh, the, the, it's like they have conceded to the fact that the the democracy is exists or America exists to make the rich richer and freedom means being able to be a dick to everybody and not give a shit 
not give a shit about anybody but themselves. Be a dick, be an armed asshole, shoot people, trigger people, hate people, be a troll, while the rich get richer. It's really pathetic, you know? So here's some of the ways in which the secession of the plebs in numerous times, so it happened in recorded history, it happened five times in 494 BCE, in 449 BCE, which is not that, uh, it's only a few decades later, the plebeians again seceded from the city to protest against the patricians. The duration of this secession is unspecified. And then the third secession happened in 445 BCE, just a couple of years later. And it ended with the creation of military tribunes that also had the powers of consulship. So more um, plebeians getting a path to uh, improving themselves into the upper echelon. That's another thing about the Roman society. You could, um, you could rise in the ranks, not just in the military, but in life. You could be a slave. You could, you could become a free person. It wasn't a uh, a lifetime. You um, you weren't sentenced to it for a lifetime, and it wasn't based on race. So. In 342 BCE, about 100 years later, the fourth secession of the plebs occurred and when the plebeians demanded the right to hold consulship and it was granted to them after the secession. You say it doesn't happen. They're not doing it because they feel like trickling. They're doing it because they're being forced by power, the power of the uh, of we the people of of the in general you know what i'm saying in 287 bce the fifth and final secession of the plebs happened this secession led to the creation of the hor hortensian law hortensian law which made the resolutions passed by the plebeian council binding on all citizens regardless of class up until that time, of course, you see how it's sort of like Trump now. The laws for thee, not for not for he, and uh, every you know different thing, different rules for different people. Uh, if you're if you're rich, but um, according to the what the concession or the the win in the fifth secession of the plebs. The laws applied to everybody. Nobody was above the law. So, overall, the secession of the plebs was a powerful tool used by the plebeians to demand political representation and economic relief from the patrician ruling class oppression. And what what's changed? You got any, you know, what's different today, I wonder? Not much. Not damn much. So let me see. Hold on. Here's some ways, and while we're speaking of demanding power, or uh, power demanding nothing without 
or power conceding nothing without demand. I know I'm I'm mutilating it. That so let's talk about uh, FDR. How FDR saved capitalism from itself during the Great Depression. The uh, President Roosevelt implemented the New Deal, a series of programs, public works projects, financial reforms, and regulations aimed at bringing immediate relief to the um, to the people because due to the the Republican Great Depression in the first 100 days. FDR created relief opportunities, the CCC, the Civilian Conservation Corps, Federal Emergency Relief Administration, Agricultural Adjustment Administration, the Tennessee Valley Authority, National Recovery Administration, Public Works Administration, and the Home Loan, uh, the Homeowners Loan Act. FDR sought to build partnerships between business and government to resuscitate the industrial production, provide relief and jobs to the suffering, and re-energize America's capitalist economy through regulation, which is, I mean, all of these things. It's this, we need, you know, a new New Deal. We need an understanding of history. This is why Republicans would hate education they hate history they hate democracy they they hate democracy in the workplace how does how do people you know if you're working in a in a factory let's say and you're just one one sad sucker what are you gonna do when you go in and you try to ask for a raise if you're Elon Musk, if you ask for a raise, you get fired. But if you have the power of your uh, union behind you, you might have a fighting chance at a decent life. You know, the, the fact is not everybody is, um, you know, born on third base thinking they hit a triple. Not everybody has a daddy who can supply them with blood money apartheid blood money right i don't know not everybody can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and marry a, a beer heiress so yeah and what did what else so fdr built partnerships that's like what i said uh advanced tax reform proposals to raise income and dividends on uh with taxes to enact a graduated tax and equalize the distribution of wealth. Well, that's right, outright communist. That's anti-American. And this is why Republic. This, this, you see, this is the problem. Is this is why I say the problem is corporate media, because that message has been so spread throughout this country and it's been repeated again and again and people have adopted it absolutely so we don't have a uh, a grass no i'm not just i'm not talking about us because we we're engaged and we're involved and we also you know this is we talk about it on the show but it's not just i'm sure you are uh interested in it on your own too but learning about history and 
learning about the you know, civics, democracy. This is why we're we're here. And it's not, as we know, democracy is not a given. So, yes, FDR won a significant number of reforms related to the nation's financial sector, including the Securities Act, which required corporations and stockbrokers to release information about their financial conditions. Because before, and, and of course you see all the greed on Wall Street and whatnot, and the greed in general of of humanity. <laughs> People can be greedy and to the point of uh, harming, you know, harming uh, their fellow citizens. Wait, hold on. For example, the... Um, there's so many examples of capitalism taking uh, greed, taking precedence over over people's lives. Most recently, I'm sure we we'll, um, there are many TV shows about this now, but we're still living in the aftermath. We're still living in the consequences of the opioid epidemic. Helped, implemented, created, advanced by the Sackler family and you know, greedy, self-serving individuals who couldn't give a shit who, who they were destroying. Unregulated capitalism is really why we're here. Worse than living conditions. Unregulated capitalism. Here's, here's some of the negative impacts caused by unregulated capitalism, worsened living conditions. A study revealed that the rise of capitalism has coincided with worse living conditions for humanity, unless regulated, right? And I talk about this all the time. This is why I can't stand Republicans. They're, they're always like, for example, there's something I saw on uh, friggin' Twitter some bitch, oh, she she tweeted, I went out on a date last, no, she said, I canceled my date last night because my date said that he was vaccinated, all right? And, and then I was like, is this bitch for real? And her, her profile was, I love freedom. Okay, and it had a lot of stars and eagles and shit. I love freedom. You know, you don't love freedom. You love control. You love stupidity. You are, you're selfish and easily led. You canceled a date because, of, of course, it's very suspicious. You know, what guy is like, you want to go out on a date? And then... I'm vaccinated. How did that how did that come out? And it's not the middle of the pandemic at the moment, but this is why COVID is on the rise again, of course, because nobody's getting boosted and these idiots are now adopting anti-vax as if they're this is part of the whole Republican condition now. It's freedom. That's why Polio is coming back. All our favorite hits, all the greatest hits. Polio, rubella, measles. They're all on the, on the rise again because of right-wingers. You understand? 
Everything they touch, they destroy. I've said it. I've said it forever. But unregulated capitalism is, you know, part of the problem. That's why I said to this bitch, uh, you know, on Twitter, it's like you don't like you don't you you don't love freedom. You love, um, you love selfishness. You love stupidity. And I made the proposal again. Why don't you? Stop riding on my government-controlled roads my, uh, in, a, in a car that's safe thanks to government regulations um, while drinking a coffee that's not going to give you explosive diarrhea or some parasites thanks to the fact that it was made with regulated beans you know there's no parasites on there and you're uh, drinking a uh, water that's not infested with with parasites that are going to give you worms or diarrhea or death at at the worst and you know take your ass into the woods you don't like civilization you don't you want all the benefits of civilization i should say but none of the responsibilities that we have to each other. That's what it's about. So you like freedom? Take yourself into the woods. But these people, are they're just tedious. And they lack decency. And they certainly lack, they, they lack integrity. They don't have the same integrity of the Unabomber. For real. Because at least, you know, the Unabomber, um, as he was a kook who hated government, hated everything, but he took his ass to the woods. You know? He put his money where his mouth was. If only he hadn't sent out bombs, right? He could he was just been in the woods, right? But that but this is who they are. Just go. Go. Go gold. Anyway. So Capitalism, unregulated capitalism, without regulated, without regulating capitalism, we would we we'd get we get the Pinto, you know. Remember that car where it would explode if you had a fender bender. You you'd be like, oops, but boom, you'd be dead because there was some flaw, whatever it had. It was something. It was it was a hair trigger, and you would explode. The car exploded and internal documents and, and many people died with this Pinto car. That's capitalism for you because the internal documents said that it would be much easier or much more profitable, excuse me, for the makers of the Pinto. Who made the Pinto? Let's see. Who made the Pinto? It would be much more um, profitable for the makers of the Pinto, who were Ford, the Ford Pinto, um, to pay out to families of the deceased or injured than it would be to fix what was broken in the Pinto that made it explode on a fender bender. But that's not... That's not the only uh, incidences. You know, there are others of, um, well, we know about the tobacco industry who lie to everybody's faces for forever, telling 
people that, um, what do you call it? That tobacco wasn't, um, it wasn't addictive. They, how long, how, I mean, they did that for years. They continued to, to declare that, and when they were hauled before Congress, the executives, uh, they all agreed, right? There's footage of the executives going down the line where they're like, is tobacco addictive? No, 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 no. And they knew better. It's the same thing with climate change. All these big oil, the big oil industries, um, big oil corporations, I should say, they knew in the 60s that climate change was real and that fossil fuels were impacting the climate and it was going to be a problem. But keep it going, right? Keep it going. Keep the greed going. Then we mentioned the pharmaceutical industry killing people, right? I mean, I'm sure there's more. There's, there must be more incidences, planets of uh, <clears throat> corporations putting profits over people, profits over the planet. Oh, boy. Right? Here's from the Guardian. Profits versus planet. Can big business and the environment get along? That's, I mean, it's going to have to get along eventually. All right, what's going on? Everybody's leaving the chat. What's happening? What's happening? I'm running out of... <clears throat> I'm running out of voices here. My voice. We got 14 minutes. So everybody stick around. Ford Pinto had the rear gas tank mount. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Larry, on the chat. Ford Pinto had the rear gas tank mounted behind the rear bumper. A rear end collision, that's what would happen, would cause the car to burst into flames. Well, that's just special. I remember. I think I was a kid when this went on. And then it came out that, yeah, well, this is always what happens. And you get the internal memos where they're like, just keep it going. Keep it going. Who cares? Kill people. We're making money. We're making a lot of money here. Let them die. As Republicans would say, let them buy, die. Right? What do you do when you, when someone uh, shows up at the hospital and he has no insurance? Republicans yell, let them die. Why are we so divided, though? Why are we so divided? That's another thing I'm hoping to do. Part of the things I hope to do with this show, uh, it drives me up a wall when I hear corporate media talk about how divided we are and then, you know, lament. It's not just, it's the, the, it is the corporate media, of course. But I heard, oh, you know what it was? I was listening to um, Cornell West was on Ari Melba and he was talking about that. And Ari Melba, of course, brought up universal health care. 
and Cornell West was saying how uh, it was good for that we, that we need universal health care. And then, of course, Ari Melba was like, well, how are we going to pay for it? And <laughs> he was like, oh, Cornell West was making good points. He's like, well, it's about time that the poor get a seat at the table and whatnot. And I was listening to it and I was saying, I was, wasn't literally screaming at them at the screen this time, but I was saying it's, that's not an effective argument. No, no Republican and half of the Democratic Party, they don't give a shit about the poor. Putting that out as an argument is, is a losing battle, saying, oh, it's only fair, it's only decent. That's all well and good, and, it, and he's correct. But it's not about fair or decent. It's about, first of all, not only is uh, universal health care more effective as financially, ultimately, if we can ever get it off the ground, but it's also a, uh, you know, it's, it's a patriotic imperative. That's how you have to present it. In my opinion, I might be wrong, but I think it would be a much more effective argument if you remind the American people, I'll just explain that. Why do we, I mean, how stupid are we to, we pay more, get less, leave millions out, and we consistently rank dead last on all positive measures, but we make a few people very rich. And uh, by denying our fellow Americans health care. So how, how stupid is that? It's, it's an economic um, stupidity. And you have to ask how much do you have to hate yourself to constantly pay more for less. And then um, the other side of the argument is it's also a patriotic imperative that we keep crying about how we're um, divided, but we're divided because we divide each other. And it's about time, not only should we demand to get what we pay for, but we could also... Uh, have a system where we unite over. We don't leave anybody behind. That's how, I, how it has to be presented. We don't leave people behind on the battlefield. We don't leave them behind on the battlefield of sickness, on the battlefield of ignorance, unless you're a Republican. So, and it's, so that's why. That's right. We spend more and we have the worst health health comes and it's not just you know one year this happened we get it gets measured year after year after year and the u.s ranks dead last on all positive measures and it's the most expensive uh, it leaves millions out we don't even get you know good outcomes so how much how, how much do you have to hate yourself to to prop that system up. And it's the, it's the same kind of system that makes billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, which, you know, congratulations, good on you or whatever. You came up with a bookstore, but uh, it doesn't mean that you get to rule over society 
or get in the way of our democracy as you know if you if your very existence as a billionaire threatens democracy itself then i'm sorry there should be no billionaires billionaires like we're saying are bad for society and the gap between the rich and poor like we're saying is 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 uh wide and it's a, it's it's anathema to democracy especially the way the system is rigged going um and because it, it's not a coincidence that the um that profits go to the top it's government policy that creates that and it's like the circle jerk of corruption you know money in politics and the the rich get richer the working class become the working poor while we get nothing but circus we don't even get the bread right we don't get the bread we don't even, we don't get the we just get the circus and uh, i don't know i'm sick of it that's why i wish people would i wish democrats would listen to this show you know what i mean um, all right, before we go for the evening, we're running out of time. We only have seven minutes, but I just wanted to say that Lindsey Graham is a, a lion bitch. So according to Fonnie Willis, and congratulations, Fonnie Willis, um, for for pushing back on on Jim Jordan. If you didn't read her letter to Jim Jordan, it is a a pièce de résistance but i figured everybody else is reading it on corporate media shows i no need for me to go through it at this moment we will we could talk about it another day i'm sure but the indictments were unsealed and it ends up that lindsey graham was recommended by our fellow americans to be indicted to be, pro- excuse me, prosecuted. They sh- he should have been brought to account because he is a, he's a traitor who interfered with an election. And here's what he had to say. This is troubling for the country. Yeah, it sure we is. We can't but- criminalize senators doing their job That's when they have a constitutional job. requirement you don't have a- to fulfill. You don't have a constitutional requirement to call Georgia and ask the Secretary of State what's going on in, in their election. You don't have that constitutional... Fucking pay attention to South Carolina. You see what I'm saying? These pricks. And Republicans, it's such... They're so twisted how he... It's every day is opposite day, of course, but it's... Oh, it's a troubling turn of events. He... He skated from being indicted. He should have. He should be in in court with the other traitors. But I guess Fonnie Wells. I hope maybe she'll go after him later when she gets through these other traitors, these first traitors. But I guess she wouldn't be able to go um, get all nineteen uh, and. And whining ass Lindsey Graham, lying ass Lindsey Graham, and the rest of the other senators that were uh, recommended to be called f- uh, to account f- for their crimes. 
So what happened was a jury of our fellow Americans heard the evidence, saw what Lindsey Graham did. He testified before the grand jury, and they recommended him for indictment. It would be irresponsible for me, in my opinion, as chairman of the committee, not to try to find out what happened. It would be irresponsible for me to... What happened? This is what... This is why these pricks, you know, these effing pricks and the corporate media for allowing these assholes to just keep saying this bullshit because it would be irresponsible for him. There, and this is the other thing that the Trump Anzies are saying in front of and when they're trying to try the case in the court of public opinion. They say how... Uh, Oh, well, we saw what was going on, and we wanted to find out what was going on. We, it was, we had a duty. to what, what were you seeing, scumbags? What were you seeing from your perch in the Senate or in South Carolina, Lindsay? You know, what were you seeing in Georgia? Oh, we didn't like what was going on. I just, it, I had a duty f uh, from my role on the judiciary. No, you didn't. This is not anywhere near your duty, you, you goddamn traitor. These people are a bunch of effing dangers to democracy. They are our Nazis and they're th uh, flooding through our, our body politic tell the voters of South Carolina what I did without actually you. trying to find out what the right answer was. So we're opening up Pandora's box here. At the end of the day, nothing. She, meaning if criminals and traitors are held accountable, that's Pandora's box. Because he's saying he's just doing his job, which is a lie, by the way. The, the American people, a jury of our fellow citizens heard all the evidence let's i'm just reminding everybody because what Lindsay is saying is a lie the american people heard the evidence and they recommended he be held accountable for his crimes against we the people and instead of just shutting his filthy traitor mouth and putting his filthy traitor tail between his filthy traitor legs and slinking back to South Carolina or back to Trump's taint where, wherever he's more comfortable, he's again spreading lies. This is who they are. ...happened. What I did was consistent with my job as being United States Senator. No, it's not. Chair no, it's not, Lindsay, because our fellow Americans, our fellow citizens wouldn't have recommended you for indictment if this was part of your job. You did go testify. They heard the evidence, and they recommended you be held accountable. Not for doing your job, but for inflicting your traitor ass on the free and fair election, which up until 2020, the American people could boast that we had a tradition of the peaceful transfer of power and now traitors like Lindsay 
and the rest of the Republican Party have forever tainted, tainted our country in the eyes of the world and each other. Oh, boy. Oh, there's something happening. But I hope we will get it back. We gotta fight uh, legally and peacefully on the right side of history because we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight. I love you all. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Support the show. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. All right. All right, guys, guys. I know everybody's sleeping. All my cats are sleeping. Where's my booty boo? Hi, booty boo. That's my Tara Jr. All right, guys. I got to go lay down and pretend that we live in a world where uh, Republicans know when to shut their traitor mouths and take a win. You know, take a, just take the, just take a moment to thank your lucky stars. You flew under the radar for a moment and shut your traitor mouth, you know, stop spreading lies stop continuing to spread lies so all right guys i will i promise you all i'm making this promise right now come hook buck or by crook i will have a weekday show this week if you think i should what do you think if you want you gotta have to i don't know i'm just I'm playing coy. No, but I will. I haven't. I didn't. You know. I feel bad. I wanna. I wanna make more shows. You think I wanna live like this? I want shows every day. I know. Paradu. So many traitors. So few Fonnie Willis's. Exactly. Well, I. I always find it. It's not. Just, it's not ironic. Uh, it's ironic. It's inspiring that if I'm sure you've noticed the fact that, well, it's always been the case. So, you know, we are, we've always had an aspirational democracy. We've never been an effective or, or yeah, it's always been more aspirational than uh, uh, in practice. And if we notice, if you notice in general, the, those who have been systemically and systematically traditionally marginalized are the, and I'm talking about people of darker pigment, um, are in recent history and in the 20th century, in the civil rights movement, try, are the ones holding democracy accountable, making democracy live up to its promises taking democracy taking our founding documents at its word and forcing it not to be um, hypocritical forcing it into fruition through through i mean every, hard work also blood 
sweat, tears, and lots of sacrifice, as we see. And I find that absolutely, that's powerful. That is absolutely powerful, and it should be embraced, and it is. I mean, we embrace it, but I think it's it's going to, um, when I think about the future, you know, when we talk about how future generations will view this time, that, uh, that's, that's, that's going to be a standout, how it's, but it's always been that way, how the marginalized have forced a seat at the table and by doing so it, we that's how we make the more perfect union but by doing so we we become um we become honorable you know not just a bunch of hypocrites which when you think about fighting fascism you know we talk about the greatest generation and i always say to the republicans uh in general that the greatest generations the uh, excuse me the greatest generation were were democratic socialists they voted for fdr's new deal four times in four landslide elections but they also conversely lived in a segregated society and in many places they lived under jim crow the army was segregated. The army that fought fascism was segregated. And that, so we've had this tension of, you know, are we going to live up to who we say we are? And I hope we will. I hope we will. I, we will eventually. I hope I'm, I just hope I'm around to see it. And we're doing our part. I believe it is, and it starts with the conversation that we're having. Just like the American Revolution started in tea shops in the conversation, and the sharing of pamphlets where the colonists shared ideas, the ideas birthed from the liberal age of enlightenment. And were distilled into these pamphlets, which were like the podcasts, I suppose, of their day. And they would gather in tea shops and whisper about, do we need a king? Do we need an aristocracy? You know, it begins in, in baby steps. And now we're trying to make it so that everyone, you know, we are, uh, you know, Everybody has a seat at the table. And because we've made so much progress, this is why there's such a furious backlash from the right. And this is what always happens. So, But we will win. We are on the right side of history. We are. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you, guys. I see there's a lot of yes votes in the chat room. So... Thank you for the encouragement. And we will get together during the week. Thank you all. And thank you, Jim and Pookie's mommy, Irene and Matt and Mark for your super chats tonight. And thank you to all the patrons. Remember, if you would like some swag, please contact me at tarabustermedia at gmail.com. 
Yeah, I need your name and address. Say hey, man, or bitch, whatever. I am a patron for all this time, and I want a mug. And if you want another mug, okay, how about that? If you say, I had a mug, and I'm sick of looking at it. Now I want uh, this mug, right? I would like a mug. I'm going to make more mugs. Come up with, if you have any requests or you have some idea that you'd like to see turned into some swag, let me know and I will, I'll try to make it and put it in the Tire Buster merch store. Well, you know, it's our show. I just got to go to sleep sometimes. All right, guys, I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for looking at my my cats. They're very cute. And I will... I really love you all. Um, that's why I can't hang up. But you hang up. No, you. Yeah, Boudicca swag. I'll have to. I have. Here's. Okay. Here's the thing I keep meaning to. I have to do this. It's just going to take time. I just have to sit down one day and get it done. I have to open up memberships on this YouTube channel. But in order to do that, it's kind of annoying. I have to make little emojis or something. I could probably do that quickly. But I was thinking of making. You know, um, I have to make some emojis of the cats, of course. And we'll have levels, you know, like the the producer level. I don't know, whatever. It's just annoying. I always have shit to do. That's the problem. And then I got to get, like, work and shit. I do freelance work, so keep a roof over our heads in Tower Buster Studios. All right, my loves, thank you all. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I will see ya. I'll see you soon. I'll see ya. Yes, a bottle of conservative tears. That'll be good. Well, I wanted, I'm going to do the Proud Boy tears and make some, like, Proud Boy face somehow, like, crying emoji or something with proud boy I, I i've been thinking about it but it, that'll happen but i will see you during the week probably wednesday <laughs>